Hey, Mama. Hey, Mama. Hey, Mama. What you doing? Hello, friends. Welcome to Co-Parenting, your Thrive Guide podcast. My name is Deborah Lene, and as you know, I am the host of the podcast. I am so grateful, again, that you have chosen to join me this week. And as always, I appreciate so much your time. I was thinking about the topic for this week and got a little inspiration from Ava and her brother, Jaden, fighting. So this week, I wanted to talk about how to help your kids through the summer squabbles. So as y'all know, if you have children, uh, they spend lots of time together during the summer, or at least Ava and her brother Jaden do. And for those of you that know, Jaden is Ava's brother. It's her dad's son. And because of he and his wife's work schedule, he spends a lot of time with us. The kids, Jaden and Ava, have been, you know, they fight a lot. They bicker, they whine, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what is wrong with these kids? Always fighting, fighting, fighting. And, you know, my older daughter, Bree, she was an only child, basically. That's how she was raised. And so I didn't face a lot of that. I really have spent some time this week thinking about ways in which I can help Jaden and Ava get along better and be friends. And I've come up with a few things that I thought would build a better team, like family team, right? So since co-parenting is my my jam, I was like, what is what are some ways that I could help the kids get along better? I think one of the ways is establishing a we mentality versus a me mentality. And I'm thinking, yeah, like if we could build that in our little nucleus, that that could go a long way. Of course, depending on the age of your kids and their age, you can have your kids create projects together or goals that they want to accomplish together. For Ava and Jaden, they do workout things together. And I thought, you know, that would be a good way to like, what goal do you have? So Jaden might have five push-ups, Ava has 20 or whatever it is. And so trying to think of ways that they could do something together that would build that kind of we mentality versus me versus, you know, you versus me. Another thing I thought of too is maybe doing a lemonade stand together or some kind of garage sale or something with the proceeds going to buy something that they want or splitting the proceeds to buy something that they want. Another thing that I thought of um, was create like a sibling treasure jar and you can put like jewels in the jar and when you see either one of them doing something nice for the other or making a really good choice not to tease back and once the jar is filled they can choose what they'd like to do together so they could go to the park together they could go to the family fun center, ride go-karts together, or go to the aquarium, whatever it is, you fill up this, 
it can be a little jar. You can get those little mini mason jars, right? And just put either, you can do it with money or Ava collects rocks. And so I thought of doing the little rocks. That was one way. Another way is really as parents helping celebrate their relationship. So celebrate the children's relationship. So thinking, uh, let them buy each other a gift. Jaden's birthday is coming up. So having Ava go pick out a gift for him, encourage anything they can do together without an extra friend over or doing an activity together. Or I saw this online where someone declared Sundays were sibling Sundays and they get to watch a movie and popcorn together, something that builds their relationship and celebrates their relationship. I also think that another thing is important is to arrange time for them to be apart from one another. Now, Jaden doesn't live with us. He spends a lot of time with us, but he doesn't live with us. So we have that time. I think each child needs that quality time alone with their parent and to have an outing or go somewhere. I know for Ava, we do a lot of things, just she and I, but for Jaden, we typically do stuff when, say, if I have Jaden while Ava's at tennis, we'll go do something together. And I know I'm not his parent, but I feel like he's my child. And so that is a way that you can create that quality time one-on-one without the other sibling. I also think that it is very important to treat and love each child fairly and uniquely, uniquely. And not all kids are created the same, as you know. And I think that all kids have different needs. And what would work for Ava would never have worked for Bree. They're just so opposite. And so if you think about, you know, different children require different kinds of attention and at different times. And while one child might need more attention when they're a little younger and other kids might need it when they're preteen, I think really learning and understanding what your child needs is super important to help build and get rid of those constant squabbling, right, that everyone has. I also think another idea I had was about to have community property and individual property. Things that are communal that everyone gets to play with and then um, or do or whatever. And then another that is an individual property. Generally speaking, like most items that might be community property would be balls, puzzles, books, games, and individual property might be special items like Ava's rock collection or Jaden's special stuffy that he has and or if it was like a birthday gift or something that someone gave them. I think that that is really, really important to have the community property and the individual property as well. I was thinking that in my own childhood, there were four of us. I always felt like, and I know I think I've discussed this before, but I have always felt like that my older sister was treated better or treated as a favorite. And I was compared a lot to her. Um, And so 
as a child, you know, that has like an impact on you. And I don't think, let me just say, I don't think my mother did that. Like, she, I don't think she intentionally did that. I will say that. I don't think it was an intentional thing. I just think it happened. And I think that if you minimize comparisons of children, like, oh, you don't do that like she does that. I think if you, even if it's positive or negative, I really think that it really affects the children. Um, so whether the comparison is positive or negative, I think that it can really have a not good effect on the kids. Instead of saying, you can ride your two-wheeler now, not like your sister who still rides the tricycle, you could maybe try a self-esteem esteem statement like, you look very proud of yourself that you've learned how to ride a two-wheeler. So instead of bringing the other child into it, make it more about their accomplishment and self-esteem building statements versus comparison statements. And I'm just throwing that in there because I think in my own growing up years, I struggled with the comparison thing as I got older because I wasn't like my sister and I'm never going to be like her and she's not like me and she's great the way she is and I'm great the way I am. And so I, I really think that that is important to minimize comparison. And I think another thought that I had was treating each child the same. Instead of trying to figure out who was the instigator, we don't really know what happened, right? You can say something like, depending on their age. Now, you know, kids, do you need to go take a time out or go to a quiet room? She just was a lot of work. And I remember thinking, I'm never going to get this child out of grade school. And then I was thinking, I'm never going to get her out of junior high. And then I was thinking, I'm never going to get her out of high school. And she did it, right? And yet I focused on her strength, which was, she's super athletic, which was sports and basketball. She's, as you guys know, a professional basketball player. Well, she's pregnant right now, but that's her, her profession. And she's fine. She graduated from college. She's good. But I literally thought every step of the way that I wasn't going to get her there. And I think it's super, super, super important as parents to focus on what the kids do best and don't focus on what they don't do. Because I think it will all work itself out, right? That kids are given that. I also think that don't play favorites. Uh, I know that a lot of grown children, adults like myself, we struggle with that in our later years because we think that our our parents played favorites. And even if they did and didn't do it intentionally, it, it has effect. The child you're having trouble appreciating in the heat of the moment is exactly the child who also needs your love and attention. So it's really important to be sensitive to this. And so in working really hard not to play favorites, and I am, let me just say, I am the strongest believer in promoting what kids do well, and not focus. So focusing on the positive and not focusing on the negative. I'm going to give you a for instance, Ava's great at tennis, right? She's amazing. She's played it since she was little, like I'm saying three and fours when she started tennis. She struggles in math. 
Okay. She's had a tutor all year. But that is not my focus. She's going to be fine. She is going to learn math. I'm going to give her the support that she needs. And if if she needs a tutor for the rest of her school days, I'm going to get her that. But focusing on what a child does positive is, I think, imperative to having raising great kids. And I, I will say this, my oldest daughter, Bree, when she struggled in school, she was ADHD. I think it's impossible to eliminate all the conflict, like your kids fighting during the summer. But I think it's possible to increase the trust and the warmth in our homes and the bonds that our children have. And I think it's important to take time to take time with the children, especially the young children, and teach them conflict resolution skills or how to process what they're feeling and use it with their friends and loved ones. And because what a child doesn't receive or have, he he will seldom give it later. So he has to learn those skills, right? So those conflict resolution skills, they have to be taught. And so I just hope, I'm just going to quickly run back through my ideas and thoughts that I had for settling any squabble disputes, um, just so I kind of bring it full circle. So one, establish a we mentality and not a me mentality. Create a sibling treasure jar. Celebrate their relationship together, like they can make gifts for one another. Arrange a time for them to be apart from one another. So do something with them separately. Treat and love each child fairly and uniquely in their own way. Have community property, not individual property. Minimize the comparisons treat each child the same, and don't play favorites. I really hope that this, these few little tips that I have come up with, I hope that they help you and handle the summer squabbles that happen in your world. And I hope that you all have a wonderful July 4th week. And I look forward to seeing you all next week. Hey, mamas, thank you so much for joining me again today on Co-Parenting Your Thrive Guide podcast. You can download your free Thrive Guide on my website at DebraLenae.com. If you enjoyed the show today, don't forget to rate and review me wherever you get your podcast. It really goes in supporting the podcast and I would really appreciate your feedback, good or bad. I would love to hear from you. My new podcast comes out every Monday, so please join me next Monday. Until next time, I am Deborah Lene, and remember for this week to lead your conversations with honesty, clarity, and love, and always give grace extended.